friendship. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our last one for this week. We're glad you are are with us here. And uh, can, can we start off with a little bit of uh, good news here? Let's do it. I'd love some good news. And uh, if you can, can you connect uh, down to uh, Little Rush? We may need him for, for just a second uh, after we get the story out here. The number of bald eagles has quadrupled since 2009 when the presidency switched to Barack Hussein Obama, in case you forgot. Uh, there are now more than 300,000 bald eagles in the lower 48. And uh, it's just incredible. 1963, 1963, we were down to 417 bald eagles. We're up to 300,000 plus bald eagles. Isn't that fantastic? If you take care of the environment in a responsible way and you pay attention to endangered species as uh, a lot of environmentalists have uh, led us to believe would happen, it can happen. It did happen. And now for commentary, here is Little Rush. I find it to be uh, absolutely interesting that the symbol of America, the bald eagle, is thriving while America is dying, thanks to Barack Hussein Obama and his uh, his uh, his offspring, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Whoopity-doo, whoopee yes, shit you, We have a bunch of bald eagles as America is dying. You, you you don't care, do you? It it doesn't mean a thing to you as long as they're on uh, certain coins, right? Yes, that's exactly matters. right. If it's on the money, that's okay. But the reality of the bald eagle means nothing to you, right? Let me ask you this, folks: How many great restaurants could have been created from a fried bald eagle? You know, you have all these chicken sandwiches from Popeyes, and McDonald's has a new one, and so. It, couldn't we have a fried bald eagle sandwich? I would have paid a lot of money for it and hastened my demise right here to hell. Yeah, and, for and a then fried for dessert, bald eagle for dessert you could have had you could have had a spotted owl uh, uh, dessert, right? That would have been Definitely fantastic. Spotted owl pudding, and can I have some extra freedom sauce on that fried bald eagle? <laughs> All right, see you, little rush. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, folks. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Didn't think he'd go there, but he did. Question is, was that really necessary? <laughs> Wait a minute, was, was it, wasn't that an old Letterman bit? Wasn't that ne- no? That was. Does it float? I'm sorry, I'm confusing. Was that necessary? With <laughs> will it float? Right, right. But speaking of uh, speaking of uh, uh, Letterman, did you see the uh, Jay Leno blanket apology for every Asian joke he's ever told? No, ever? I didn't see that. Which. He did. Look it up. Just just type in Jay Leno right, right now. Yeah, the story come up. Uh, but but this is the interesting thing. As soon as I saw that yesterday, I went to to YouTube to see whether they still had all those dancing Ito. Oh, those had to be up there, right? Up Surely, the, and they're all gone. They oh. are all gone. All gone. I, I hope they they grill the the uh, CEO of Google. Uh, on Thursday, and ask him about that. Why did you censor the dancing Edos? Was off it of YouTube? Try to re- remind me. Was it Alphonse D'Amato that got in trouble for saying "Little Judge Ito"? Was it was it him or was it somebody else who had kind of gotten for slurring him in real time back twenty six years ago or whenever that was? Well, the answer is I don't remember. But to be fair, I yeah. do believe that if you went into the Brad and Brit archives, yes. we would have 
Brad speaking to someone who was impersonating, oh, say, the defense minister of North Korea okay. uh, in what we would call a, a, a pigeon English accented voice. Right. We admit that, that, that we did that. And uh, we are we're extremely sorry that we impugned the integrity of the North Korean defense minister and all the fans of North Korea. We're sorry. In retrospect, it's not something I'm terribly proud of. No, I would I would have to say, yeah. But I, you know, in those bits, I think the the butt of the joke was always the Americans. I wasn't punching down on those things. I think that's what happened. Oh, here's okay. Here's here's the story from Jay Leno. Oh, Late night host and comedian Jay Leno has issued an apology for a series of jokes he told over his career targeting Asian communities. Uh, at the time I did those jokes, I genuinely thought them to be harmless, Leno said in a joint press conference with uh, MANA, the Media Action Network for Asian Americans. Um, I was making fun of our enemy, North Korea, and like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. There you go. So like you said, he's apologized. Here's here's the it sounds like what you just said. That's what you just said, though. You're you. I'm well, very, with you. I'm with you, Jay. I'm with you, Britt. I'm with yeah, you. I'm okay. Yeah, hey, it sounds like about the same thing I did. Uh, a day after he lampooned, this is from 1995. So we're talking 26 years ago, April 6th of 1995, almost exactly 26 years ago. A day after he lampooned the Japanese American judge in the O.J. Simpson case with Japanese accented remarks. Senator Alphonse D'Amato apologized yesterday, but still found himself the target of criticism from organizations devoted to fighting discrimination. If I offended you, I'm sorry. Now, Brad, haven't we decided on this on this Brad and Brit cast and in life, that's not an apology? That well, that doesn't the, count as an apology? Right. Not on that. That that's the little brother of if anyone was offended by anything I said. Anytime since I was born, I'm sorry. Do, the, do you get to do that? Does that just the, cover everything you've ever done? Uh. If I offended you, apology is not really an apology because what you did was wrong, whether or not, you know, again, if if you shoot at somebody but you don't hit them. <laughs> the, the, wait, there's, an, there's another version of that which goes something like, I'm sorry that you were offended by what I said. In other words, the, the onus really is on you. You shouldn't have been offended, and I'm sorry that you were offended, but I'm not sorry for the content right. that made you offended. That That's the weaseliest way to, to, to do that. Jay Leno didn't do that there. No, he didn't. This is more, but, uh, this is more the, the Alphonse D'Amato, because you'll, you'll remember this. In a rapid-fire conversation with the radio talk show host Don Imus, Mr. D'Amato sharply criticized and belittled Judge Lance Ito over his handling of the Simpson case and used an exaggerated Asian accent like that of villainous Japanese characters in old World War II movies in talking about the judge. I remember the story very well. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Okay. So even even Alphonse D'Amato back then was doing some horrible, horrible things. Yes, even a a, a, uh, well-respected quality person (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> what do you say? You can't say it like that, Britt. You can't say even Aldemar. No, Aldemar was a piece of shit fuckface in real time. Who, who I do, if I'm not correct, Chuck Schumer is in the Alphonse D'Amato seat. Schumer beat D'Amato, yeah. I think, and sent him into retirement. I'd have to check that, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that that's true. I, I <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the other one. Um, me, but there, it seems like there you go. 
Yeah, no, you're right. It was uh, he was Jacob Javits actually had the seat before him, and then Chuck Schumer had it after him. That is exactly right, and I believe this is 1998. So yes, there you go. Yeah. All so right, uh, let me, there you let go. Me throw another one out here. This, this one's uh, a, a bit more current, relevant, and uh, sort of important in its own way. Uh, in Georgia, which seems to be uh, ground zero, the epicenter for the attempt to pass all kinds of yeah. laws to assure the integrity of the vote. Right. Because uh, yeah. feeding people in line while they're trying to vote is really a huge problem. Right. It's a big deal. Right. Um, the biggest companies that uh, operate in Georgia out of uh, Atlanta and have their headquarters there uh, over the summer uh, pledged their support for Black Lives Matter, they 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 got in. They were they were all in on on what was going on. No, they didn't support any violence that occurred uh, tangential to. That's no, that's not the point. Yeah, they, they, were on, they were on. They were on. I think the the right side of history here. Yeah, and uh, this would be Coke, Delta Airlines, Home Depot, Aflac, UPS, and Southern Company, the giant utility. That's. That's a pretty uh, uh, good starting blue chip lineup there. Now, now they are maintaining silence or neutrality or not responding to demands by the uh, the same folks, and uh, these are the leaders of the sixth district uh, AME Church in uh, Atlanta and in Georgia, in that area, uh, saying that they need to come out equally forcefully against the voter suppression laws that are being proposed by Republicans in the state of Georgia. And they're mad because there's been deafening silence here Nothing from, from Coke or Home Depot or, or UPS or, or, or Delta on this, and they are mad. So if we don't get a response, and by the way, I'm really surprised at that. I'm I'm really surprised because I don't think for one second, I don't think for one second that if your company had the integrity to support the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer in the wake of protests over the uh, killing of George Floyd, which is what sparked the major protests all around the country, if you were on board with those, why wouldn't you? Right. This one actually seems an easier lift. This seems more obvious than that was. If you want to play the, uh, well, you know, uh, 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 Republicans buy Coke too. That that, that shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of just the, the the crass commercial value that you might attach to being too political on one side or another, or the the uh, commercial losses that you think you might endure if you take a side in a controversial issue, which, by the way, I don't think this should be a contra- – I don't think it is a controversial issue. More votes, better for the United States, better for democracy, better for all countries where more people vote. Fewer people voting, worse. Laws being proposed to constrict voting, bad. So this is a dicey one. Nobody wants to see a boycott, but you can see the, the word starting to float out there and uh, uh you know this story is is 12 15 hours old as i'm reading it hey by now things may have already started to change but uh, doesn't that, doesn't that seem weird that they would be quiet 
about it's, this. It's history. odd, particularly given, I mean, Coca-Cola's history with Atlanta and Coca-Cola back during the 80s, which was against apartheid. And as a result, they helped try to promote black ownership of some of the or some of the, the bottle uh, bottle. Uh, places bottling places in South Africa they continue to be a huge strong brand and presence all over South Africa but I I'm not sure exactly what what they've decided here again if you're going to go all the way go all the way and I think that's what you would say for for those companies you just mentioned and I think they're going to be they're going to be forced to make a decision because when you when you'd stay silence is complicity I believe the vice president just said that the other day and they were talking about violence toward Asian Americans, and she's she's right. And uh, silence is complicity, especially when you see it going on right in front of your face. You've seen injustice, and you've acknowledged that there's injustice, and you've tried to be on the right side of history. But now, all of a sudden, I don't know. You're in the bathroom or something. It's not it's not acceptable. It's not going to be acceptable for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I just don't think this is going to stand. I, no, I don't think it is. And and I know if you want to pull back, you could ask the broader question: Does every company? have to take a political point of view on every issue. Is that what we want in the United States? Is that fair? They're in the business of, of making soft drinks and selling them and, and, and mineral and water and, and all the things that, that, that that's not fair. And Home Depot sells hammers. And when I want to fix up my home, I go there, I want to buy guard. Why do they have to be a political uh, organization and they're not a political organization if they just express a point of view here but you know they have hundreds of thousands of workers each of these companies they represent yeah. A, yeah. a large portion of America yeah uh, so you know, where do you stand Jim <laughs> you, you, you do I think you do this is not the old days this is not the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the ad agency would tell the company, "Oh, never, never take a controversial step. You don't want to do that." Blah 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 blah. You know, we're, we're, we're way past that now because you got to stand for something or you stand for nothing. Right. And I, I just don't see how it could possibly be a bad thing for any of these companies to stand with the majority of the American people who really are not for these kinds of uh, laws being passed. They're not for turning back the clock. They're not for a return to uh, 1894 Jim Crow America. They're just not. And and uh, I'm not saying that because I'm talking off the top of my head. I know that's true. This is It's a minority view that these kinds of laws are being proposed now. It's, it's, it's this horrible accident, not an accident. It's, it's an outgrowth on purpose of, of recent history, that the Republican Party, a minority party, minority not black or white, but in terms of numbers, as it shrinks, it gets more desperate and it's using these tactics. We know that speech already, what they're doing around the country to come up with these uh, ways to make it just a teensy, teensy bit harder because they don't have to make it a lot harder because it does have to be remembered. This is the most important thing numerically from the 2020 presidential election with a shift of a total of 44,000 votes right in Georgia right I think it's Georgia Arizona and Wisconsin okay or it, it's the three closest states of the big five Pennsylvania wasn't that close I don't think it might have been Michigan that was close okay. Which, whichever whichever were the three closest states 
in the electoral college of those last a, a shift of 44,000 votes in those states and Trump would be the president in his second term right now. So as as much because we have a fucked up system with electoral college, which That's is correct, fucked up, man. which, again, um, at, at this point is another subsidiary of of Jim Crow America. But I know Mitch McConnell just yesterday was asked. And, of course, he lied and he fudged and he gave the half truth because someone asked him, isn't the filibuster uh, a remnant of the Jim Crow era? Didn't it start back then? And he gave the technically correct answer, which is no, it started way before that. But it was hardly ever used and it was only weaponized uh, to to uh, fight equal rights for black people in Reconstruction and beyond. And then it was perfected, if you will, by Strom J. Thurmond when he spoke for, I don't know, four million hours in a row against uh, the civil rights legislation 57 it was 1957 i think and then he threw in the towel and the uh the law uh uh, passed um joe biden won the state of wisconsin by twenty thousand votes yep so there you go all right so and and what did he 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 only won georgia by what uh some six hundred seventy, i believe is what donald trump was bitching about right so a, a third state it's either nevada or or arizona Right. One of those add those up and a, a shift of votes in those states would have uh, tilted the Electoral College uh, to the point where it would have been it would have been 270 to 270. And uh, Mike Pence would have broken the tie or something like that. That's how that would have worked. He, it, it, would it appears have, that the margin of victory in Arizona was also about 11,000 votes. There you go. There's your three. There's, There's the big three right there. We, we solved it in real time, guys. Right. So if you think Donald John Trump Sr. cannot be president in 2024, if he is still breathing the same air that we're breathing, then you're wrong. And even if he's behind bars, I'm not really sure that that would stop him from being the nominee. (laughs) You you said it because in the Constitution, it is true. There is nothing that prevents a convicted felon from running for president of the United States. And it's you're old enough and I'm old enough to remember the Trump administration, right? We do remember. <laughs> I seem and to recall. He, yeah. He reveled, he reveled and his followers reveled in things like Donald Trump is now a convicted felon time to run. I like him even more. It didn't matter what he did. <laughs> the kind of thing that would normally knock out a person, for instance, if you would have said three years ago to people, if Donald Trump gets convicted of felony, would you vote for him for reelection? They would have all said yes. They wouldn't give mm-hmm. a shit, right? Right? If, if, if he's a if he's a pussy grabbing, embezzling uh, uh, Russian plant, that didn't stop anybody from from uh, voting for him. So, uh, uh, convicted felon, yeah, he could still run. That's what he could run from jail. Right, he could probably run from jail. And how would how would you say? I mean, would he be more popular among his his supporters than, than if he was from jail? It's hard to imagine how you would craft right. a campaign. I mean, right. among people who were saying, no, no, is is your question? Would being convicted, say, in the state of New York, yeah, okay, for for tax evasion right. and for the uh, the the white collar things that we know he probably is guilty of. 
and they might not go forward with the prosecutor if they don't think they can convict him. They're not going to they're not going to go in there and lose. Let's put it that no, way. No. And if they if they don't think they, they've got the goods on him, which it seems like they do. Seems like. Um, but would having a felony conviction be a boost overall for Donald Trump? Because I think we do have to consider that, again, that stokes the backlash. The backlash would be back. We'd be back in business. We'd all be back in business of doing what we were doing the last four years. And uh, you can't believe that the uh, 74 million would gain another 5 million people who didn't vote for him the last time, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's he's hit peak Trump, and all you would have to do is is recreate what you did the last time, which, of course, speaks to why they're trying to pass all these laws around the country in each state to shrink the voting population. Right. right. So, boy, boy, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. We're, we're weaving one out of nothing. Well, I mean, I, I don't guess. I don't that's not even much of a conspiracy theory. The Republican Party knows they cannot win in the marketplace of ideas. Like if the if the Republican Party said we want as many people voting as possible because we know that when we get our ideas out there, we win in the marketplace of ideas. That's the opposite of what they're saying. They 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 want as few people voting as possible. They want it to happen only on election day. They don't want any no excuse absentee ballots. The only ballots they want coming in through the mail are ones from the military overseas and maybe from some geriatrics. That's about all that they want. And so they've tried to narrow it down as much as possible. I mean that that that's the game plan. It's 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 so horrible because in most of the states where they're 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 playing the uh, first of all sixty five and up. For yeah. absentee ballots, right? Right. And it's so clear that what happened a few months ago in November and leading up to it the few months where it was uh, easier to get an absentee ballot in a lot of states. They loosened their 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 laws uh, going through the year of 2020 because we knew that it was going to be very possibly difficult, if not impossible, for people to go to the polls because of the coronavirus. So they made the changes and tens of millions of people upon tens of millions of people took advantage of that and voted by mail in states where the mail turnout level was average. And it got high. It got high in all these states. I mean, we did it for the first time. We absolutely we did it for the first and had no problem with it. And you add that to all those states that have been voting by mail exclusively for many, many years where it clearly works. And again, not only was this not an unfair election, not only was it not a fixed election, not only did Joe Biden win fair and square, he won more fairly and more squarely. Probably than any election in our lifetime. So because you're a big Superman fan and you understand Bizarro World, right? What happens in Bizarro World? The evidence of something fantastic, something that works, must be countered by fucking it up and going in the other direction. That's correct. This this isn't about no good deed goes unpunished. This just plain flat out worked. And just Mm -hmm. imagine if we had a country right now where people had general agreement that things went really well in the election the last time, 
Republicans said, doggone it, our guy just didn't get enough votes in the Electoral College. And by cracky, we're going to work harder to convince more people in 2024. And certainly in 2022, we're going to win enough House seats and Senate seats to regain the Congress by cracky. Two by crackies and one couple by crackies, nice. And and he said all the things that were done right, and we know so many things were done right all across the country, including the five closest states that we've been talking about forever, the battleground states um, that Trump lost. We should build on all of those systems that have already been put in place, build on the foundation and make it even better and get the turnout up even higher. And we can test that in the midterms. We can get that that turnout higher in the midterms than there normally is without a Trump on the ballot. Just, again, I'm living in a fantasy world. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen because Republicans believe, and it's kind of a half-truth. It's not really true that when fewer people vote, automatically they win or automatically Democrats don't have a chance because you do have to calculate the backlash factor. And there was mm-hmm. a huge backlash factor, certainly in 2018. They were mm-hmm. already uh, uh, trying to make people wait in lines for 12 hours in California and places like that. And remember, in, in Orange County, California, that's where s- seven congressional seats flipped. And uh, uh, they overcame that there. Because those were red districts, and they all became blue overnight. That was the sweep in 2018. A there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a single Republican representing Orange County in, in the United States House of Representatives. That was right. just now amazing. There is, now, there's, now, there's, now there's now there's three or four now. Again. Yeah, they, right. They flipped. They, they lost a, a several right. of them there, which is kind of distressing. Um, but for the the uh, well, that's because Trump was on the ballot. He was well, he was Trump so good. Was, was actually he, on the ballot. <laughs> so, so that mean so if you think he can't be pre- but it goes back to your original story about how home depot and coca-cola should get involved with this because it's not it's not politics they call it politics i mean it's it's preserving democracy to get as many people involved in voting as possible to me that's not a controversial stand that's not a pro-republican or pro-democrat stand it's like if you care about democracy right that it's not that hard to speak out against people with guns. I'm sorry, Ron Johnson, they had guns marching toward the United States Capitol with blood in their eyes, trying to murder people who are trying to do their constitutional duty. To me, that's like, you know, I don't want to speak out against that. I just don't want to get into politics. That's not politics. When they turn hoses on people and spray them because they want their rights, that's not politics. So I, that, that's, that shit drives me crazy, but you're, you're right. That's all that they all the Republicans can do is continue to winnow down as much. If it was acceptable for the Republicans to go, there, there are a number of people in the Republican Party who would love to be like, love to go back to colonial times, only white landowning males vote. If it was acceptable for them to say that, they would say that, but it, they're trying to winnow it down as much as possible. But here, here's the, the uh, other side of that. And I think we do have the, the evidence from, from 2018 and from 2020. Because there were already some voting restrictions that were in place mm-hmm. uh, across the country, not to the level at which they're proposing right now. But um, I think as bad as this is, and I think a lot of these laws are going to get passed in a lot of these states and Republican governors are going to sign them. They're, they're absolutely going to do yeah. that. 
but this is not 1880. This is not 1912. And even those kinds of onerous restrictions, and they, they are onerous, they're obnoxious, uh, but with enough organization and planning, they get overcome. Uh, if, if black folks who traditionally might go vote on Sunday, souls to the polls after, after church, if suddenly, instead of three or four Sundays before the election, they were able to do that, they winnow it down to one. And they winnow it down to one three weeks before and then say, well, we're not saying they can't vote on Sunday. We're just making it one time. That's their you know, that's the Republican bullshit excuse back on all these, making it less convenient. If that happens, I'm pretty confident that uh, the plans can be put in place to get people to vote, no matter what their color is. Uh, and those laws will not change the outcomes of elections. On the other hand, I can argue it the other way, which is all the Republicans are trying to do with these laws are shave off just a teensy tiny bit around the country in places that they have targeted. And uh, maybe it will make a difference. But I, I think history is on our side. History is on the expansion side. History is not on the contraction side, and uh, they can't stop the tide. They're going to try. They're going to lie. They're going to oppress. But I, see, this gonna, is where I'm. I mean, I wish I was. That, I wish I was as positive as you were. But this is where the cancer of Donald Trump really pays off because you don't know in some of those places when these cases go to court, how many of these fucked up judges that he put in place are going to be there to try to uphold this this crap. You, you oh, don't I know that. that. Oh no! I, I'm not saying I never said they'd get thrown out in court. I'm saying even if these laws are passed and they're upheld with any legal challenges, um, that this can be overcome because they are doing it in plain sight. They're doing it out front. Everybody knows what's going on. So those same those same evil, pernicious social media platforms that have ruined America. They also have the potential on the other side to inform and, and, and keep people in, in a loop. So we shouldn't have to have this discussion is the point, of course. We shouldn't have to be talking about this. We shouldn't have to be defending the uh, right of people to not have their vote taken away from them or have it more inconvenient. Or I, I guess in addition to the uh, uh, original idea of the Constitution, which limited the vote to a fairly small percentage of the uh, the population, um, you know, what they, they'd also uh, like to do is just uh, make it so that there is no early voting, that there is no absentee voting except for people who are on their deathbed and just have election day because they will play the fake nostalgia game of, well, don't you remember when you went to school, when you were a kid at your elementary school, and they'd wheel in those big gray voting machines with the big handle on them, and it was always in the gymnasium, right? And there'd be all the, and your mom and pop would come in there, and they'd all wait, and and we somehow managed to hold elections back then before all this shit, right? 
right? You, you, want, mm. you want to play this uh, uh, back when America was great game. And it's, it's bullshit. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. The idea is to make it more simple, easier to vote. Don't make it harder. And anything else is just a lie. Anything else is just a lie. Uh, the uh, suspect in the shooting in Boulder made his first court appearance. Nothing was really decided except that they're going to need a mental evaluation to see what his capacities are. They've delayed any sort of for sort of proceedings, I think, about three months until they figure that out. Have we decided as a nation we're going to move on from this latest tragedy, or is it, are we actually going to try to do something this time? I, I, I know that people are, are wondering right now exactly what course of action to take, but it seems like people may be ready for a course of action I thought this after Parkland. I thought it after Columbine. And I thought it after a, a lot of other well, shootings. Okay. Well, let's not let's not for one second think that there's any one particular incident, right? That, that changes everything. This isn't going to change everything, but it's that that collective weight. It's the critical mass that you reach, and you don't know you've reached it until you have. And if you have a couple of horrible incidents this week. Um, and you add in a president, and uh, Joe Biden uh, held his first press conference live uh, on Thursday afternoon, and I'm sure that the subject will have come up about gun legislation. And, you know, he was the one of the fathers of the uh, 1994 yeah. um, ban on assault weapons, which, uh, sadly, part of the compromise to get that put in was it had a 10-year life, and it sunsetted in 10 years, had to be renewed. And, of course, it wasn't because who was president in 2004? The great George W. Bush. Right. And uh, I believe they, they just they didn't have the votes to, to keep it in place, so it expired. Um, with that in mind, uh, we have some numbers here that have uh, been uh, spit out by the people who spit out these kinds of numbers. And uh, during... The pandemic, for the first year of it, we did not have a single high-profile public mass shooting. But we had 4,000 additional murders during the same year. So it was kind of one at a time. It, it, it was like the, the way we have uh, democratized campaign finance. Now it's not one guy sending in $4 million. It's a lot of little donations. So now the murder rate is uh, way up, not because of mass killings, which, of course, really don't drive up the murder rate, but I'm, I'm just trying to be a smartass here. You know, it's death by a 1,000 cuts. But it's, it's, it is death by, by 4,000 extra bullets yeah. this year. And uh, just overall violence is, is up everywhere in the year 2020, which the one thing that amazes me and this always drives us crazy. Sometimes they go, well, we'll have the numbers for the year 2020 in three years. We'll let you know how 20. It's about time that we finally get the numbers for the previous year, right. you know, in the third month of the next year. Right. right? We, need to, we need to know that. And if you're just talking about counting number of people who've been shot and killed, it, they ought to be able to, to, to count that very, very quickly. But. Because, of course, there were no school shootings, because no one was in school, we know that, and a lot of people stayed inside. Right, Boy, so they you, couldn't, you shoot, them, to, yeah. they couldn't shoot them in restaurants or playgrounds or stuff like that. Right, but, but, but try to figure mm -hmm. out the 
um, level of pent-up demand, mm-hmm. I use that word horribly here, uh, for people who were seething and boiling and burning inside who were then isolated and locked inside, weren't doing their normal daily activities. And as things start to open up, not only are all of us going to travel more and go to concerts again and go to sporting events and and, and probably go to restaurants here in the next few months and, and things of that sort, but the wackos, the wackos are, are, are feeling more free to get out there and, and do things. And obviously, this guy could have gone into a grocery store any time during the last year. People have been shopping in grocery stores and Costco and Home Depot and Lowe's. They've been crowded all year long. They've all right. done. So it wasn't as if there was a shortage of targets during 2020. There, there really was no shortage. There's always There are always innocent targets. And uh, same with places of worship. But absolutely, uh, uh, just just the fact that there were four thousand more murders, but no mass murders, as we like to popularly define them now, in that period, is boy that that's a curiosity. That that one, um, I'm, I'm sure there will be more rational explanations than the one I'm able to give. But well, I think you, you, you mean you you said it earlier this week. You're like. We, it seems like a lot of the times we take a look at stories like this and we go, is this who we are? And then we say, no, this is not who we are. But it seems like more and more, yeah, we're, th- this is a very violent culture that we have one way or the other. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world that people kill each other with guns the way they do in the United States. It just doesn't happen. And <laughs> you can point at the Second Amendment and say that that's the, the cost of freedom. But I don't think anybody's willing. I don't, I don't think that's a bargain that people are OK with. I, I just really? don't. I think a lot of people are okay with that bargain. I think that they're, 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 they're most a, of them are most of them are called Republicans. That's right, and, and they're they're as you pointed out earlier this week, they're losing the argument on this so time and time again. The NRA is not as powerful as it used to be. They're not able to dole out the money and protect people the way they want to. Their arguments still have a lasting stench effect, but a lot of people are kind of looking around now and going, "Why is it that we have unfettered access to automatic weapons and?" Why is it that we can't have background checks? We don't have unfettered access. We don't have automatic weapons. Semi-automatic weapons. Why do we have unfettered access to that? And why can't we have background checks that are a little more, little better than they are now? Why do we still have gun shows where it seems like you can buy just about anything you want to? Why is it super easy to modify these clips with a paper clip? Why is that happening? Uh, that, that doesn't happen anywhere else. I, I, I hate to talk down to you, but if you read your Second Amendment, you will yeah. see that part of that Second Amendment says... Thou shalt have no background checks. Thou shalt <laughs> thou shalt not examine anyone that wants any kind of weapon anywhere, including ones that won't be invented for two hundred years. Uh, I believe the there's a fair. Is, of course, your your question is is the right one, and and all of these measures that are are being proposed and have already been passed decades ago, sometimes by the House of Representatives, and they're they're, they're identical to. The ones that are it, it it doesn't matter what's brought up now well, uh, because it, you've got a, a a solid Republican block that will vote against them, and you have some 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 squishy Democrats right. uh, very often from states. Well, obviously Joe Manchin, West Virginia, the fucking guy campaigns and yeah. runs ads of him shooting legislation with a gun like a, right. you know, like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and, but and then then you have uh, Democrats from redder states like John Tester of Montana, right? 
He's mm-hmm. a farmer by trade and an outdoorsman. And then you have Democrats in states like New Hampshire, which uh, also have seemingly that 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 tradition. And uh, you're nowhere close to 50 votes, let alone 60 for something like this. So um, it's it's just not going to happen. And and um, uh, we go back to uh, one of our original uh, premises here on the Brad and Britcast. And I think this applied during the height of the coronavirus. We needed someone with the last name Trump to die. Hmm. We needed someone like that. It doesn't matter if some fucking congressman from Texas who got elected and then died right after the election. Nobody knows that guy's name. And his wife got the seat last week. Did you see that? Did mm-hmm. you see that, that, that guy that died? And, and yeah. so they had, a, a, had a, a special election. They've had 14 names on the ballot. And this guy's wife gets 62% of the vote because they felt sorry for her. But that doesn't count. You needed someone named Trump. You needed uh, a, a couple of those old geezer cabinet members to die. from. You needed Wilbur Ross. You, you, needed, you needed Betsy DeVos to, to, to die from the coronavirus to get a little bit more attention that this wasn't a hoax and that this was, was real. And because that didn't happen, um, we, we, we skated through that. We just skated through that. And with guns, it's the same thing. The last time in this country, the last time in this country, there was significant movement on serious gun control laws was 1968 because we had Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King killed, and that was only five years after John F. Kennedy was killed. Right. Three important people in American history within a five-year period. That got people's attention enough. But that was eons ago. That's two generations ago. That's just history. It doesn't matter anymore. Anything that was going on then. So... Do we need a couple of high-profile assassinations right now to get people's attention on guns? Or, I'll ask you, Mr. Whitmire, would that not change anything? Would we still have Ted Cruz the next day saying, one, it's too early to talk about the gun. Yeah. Uh, two, would they still say the same things? And I'll just pick a name here. Um, if... Someone, well, you you know who, if 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 the highest ranking public officials in this country, if one of them were gunned down, would that change the conversation right now? Or maybe a senator, maybe a senator, maybe a high profile U.S. senator, not the not the the other one from West Virginia who you couldn't name. Oh, it's if a I gave woman. Hundred chances. Okay. Oh, it's a woman, but I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I can't even think of a beloved. I, I mean, I the, don't, answer, the answer is, if you say you don't know, then you know what you're saying. Yeah, you, I do. You, yeah. Are you right? Yeah. And that's yeah. where we are. Yeah. It, there, there's, there's nothing. There is nothing. Now, that takes us back to January 6th. And we're only, what, uh, 10 weeks? 10 weeks past that? not even three months yet. And 
the revisionist history, the need to forget on the Republican side, on the conservative side of what happened on January 6th, it grows every day. And it grows in concert with the growing amount of evidence that keeps coming out on what happened, who did it, who planned it, how coordinated it was, and how it undoubtedly leads back to the kingpin, Donald Trump. And the more that the evidence becomes stark, the more that the video gets enhanced and you can see that guy spraying that that bear spray, which, by the way, I'm surprised that bear spray sales haven't gone off the charts. They probably have. We haven't seen the story yet, right? Because every time something fucked up like that happens, every idiot in the world, I didn't even know there was such a thing as bear spray. I'm going to get it, yeah, exactly. You you mean it's like mace and it's like way worse? Oh, give me 10 of them. Where can I order them? You can order from Amazon. Amazon has bear spray. Do they? Great. Yeah. yeah. It's thirty nine ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine. It's somewhere in that area. They've got them. Maximum strength is twenty seven ninety nine. I'm I don't believe it's available on Prime though, Brad. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I think there are a couple of Prime options there. Well, you can I'm have not, it there I'm by tomorrow. Pay, I'm not paying for delivery. It better be on the damn Prime. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on Prime. If you absolutely want to commit sedition and you need it there tomorrow, they can get it for you. Right. Right. So uh, uh, the the uh, movement now to try to forget this, I I wonder if had they been just a tiny bit more successful and and, and just think of the margin of failure that they experienced. It was very, very small. They came really, really close. Very close. How many more pieces of video do you need to see of of senators and congressmen being led down the hallway and running and then turning around like in a like in a Roadrunner cartoon, whoa, got to go the other way. Look, there they are. Um, what if we would have had a major hostage situation where they said, if if uh, you don't make Donald Trump the president in two hours, we're going to kill one every five minutes. What if they would have uh, killed Chuck Schumer right there on the spot? What if they would have killed? Uh, no, that's that's not such a ridiculous. When you say that, it's not such a ridiculous scenario. That's 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 well, that, that. You're right. We're fairly close to that. What actually how, happened there? How can how can anyone? How can any fucking Republican, for one second, when asked what happened on January sixth, do you believe that if these people would have had their way, that they would have not done mortal harm to members of Congress, and were not intent on hanging Mike? Pence killing him because he did not go against his constitutionally mandated duty to uh, simply by perfunctory performance say that the Electoral College says that Joe Biden, I guess they would deny that. Where's the proof that they actually would have killed someone? You know, they'll they'll answer every question and, and, and every charge that you make with some kind of completely discombobulated, illogical uh, I know you are, but what am I? Uh, gaslighting a load of shit. We we know that, but the evidence is there. It's there, and and I guess if if anything good comes out of what happened on January sixth, it is that in this particular case, this isn't he said she said. This isn't somebody overheard. This right. isn't anything like that. And um, I, I I cannot imagine that. 
uh, we're not going to have a mass number of convictions here and a lot of people going to jail, I think, for a long time. And it should be that way. Uh, how that turns into going after Donald Trump legally, that's going to be up, I believe, to the prosecutor in Fulton County, Georgia. Right. Yeah, I believe that's right. For tampering with the uh, election. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit, politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit.